Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio, where we discuss business, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Donya Keating, live from the Seattle area at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on Thursday, October 16th. Listeners, dial 646-378-0261 to chime in live. Press 1 on your keypad so we know you're ready to speak. Another reminder, we're going to keep doing it until it uh, works out the kinks here, but the chat feature is kind of wonky. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you need to have a Blog Talk Radio account in order to use it, and sometimes you don't. So we have Chris working on that. Uh, and if you have some questions or comments and you don't want to do something live with us, then make sure you shoot them there. We'll try to fold them into the show. Um, and if you can fire up a comment there or two, you can do that versus talking live with us. But again, if you want to talk live, you've got to dial 646-378-0261. And it's really kind of helpful if you press one of your keypad because we know you're ready to speak from there. This afternoon, we're going to be hosting Ken Sethney. Uh, the title of our show today is Kitap Score, where you can discover solutions for your business challenges. And he's a lifelong entrepreneur. He's an early tech adopter. He's a marketing coach, a volunteer business mentor. And we really just want to discuss some efforts to build the Kitsap core presence here or SCORE, I should say, in the Kitsap region. And it's a, a local branch of a national organization, and it's designed to help Kitsap County residents start or grow and or successfully exit their own business ventures. So we're going to go and check and see on the uh, board of Ken's out there, and if he is, we'll fold him in. Looks like he might be out there. Ken, are you out there with us today? I am. Well, welcome. Thank you so much. So let's just jump right in. And uh, bring us forward. Let's like we always like to know who we're talking to and all the different wonderful things that they've done in their lives up to the point when we have them on the show. So why don't you give us a brief bio of yourself? A brief bio will be difficult, so cut me off at any point. Um, I started I, I started my first company um, way back when, 1976. I wrote a business plan. I shopped it around. I found an angel investor who was willing to write a big check and uh, got together with two other partners and opened our business. And none of us, not not one of us, including our angel investor, um, ever thought about asking for help. We just sort yeah. of sat down at the table and figured it out, we thought. And um, five years after doing that, I kind of said, you know, the part of this that I really like um, I want to go someplace else and do that. And so my partners kept going, and I sold them my shares. And I moved to, to join a fellow who, um, who was starting an ad agency. It was just him. His wife was doing the books. He was doing business development. And he didn't have anybody to handle creative. And I said, well, I can make that up as I go along. So um, we built an ad agency from two people or two and a half people to 36 in five years. 
Mm-hmm. And um, then my second company happened. I said, this is really fun, but having a team that's always the same team working on these problems is interesting, but what if it was a virtual team? What if it was the very best freelance talent in Southern California, because that's where I'd moved to start this crazy thing? And um, that grew and did very, very well, and... Um, I kind of morphed that into several different sort of generations of of product and service offerings um, over time. But then, you know, after a while, I retired. And I said, oh, gosh, I'm bored. And hmm. ended up uh, starting a, uh, a nonprofit to help mentor um, entrepreneurs right here in Kitsap County called Accelerate Kitsap. Mm-hmm. And it was a really cool idea, and there was a wonderful team of people involved with it. And we had, I don't know, 20 or 30 clients um, who we offered services for free. And um, unfortunately, I ended up moving again. I'm moving to the big city across the water, which shall remain <laughs> nameless, but um, stayed there. For, oh gosh, what was it, eight or nine months. And during that time, I got involved with a, with a mentoring program called SCORE. And it's a national program. It's been around for, this is the 50, 50th anniversary of a program with 11,000 volunteers um, nationwide. And the Seattle chapter is pretty big, and it was really fun to get deeply involved with that. But... Um, after a while, my wife and I decided the city isn't where we belong. Let's move back to sensible country and move back to Kitsap County. So we <laughs> did two country. months ago. And and I just said, look, um, SCORE, um, there are no offices. There are no, no real program over there. There's half a dozen, well, it looked like there were half a dozen volunteers. And how about if I teamed up with them and see if we could grow this thing and build something that was a real presence um, of offering these SCORE services in Kitsap County. And uh, they said, sure, why not? And so that's what what I've been doing now for a couple of months is trying to get this thing off the ground. So you, I, I had heard through, I mean, when we were starting to do a show, we always kind of send out some sample questions or whatever to some of the audience members Ooh. and try to figure out, what do you want to hear? And one of the uh, comments that we got back was that there were prior services um, from SCORE through the chambers, and I'm, I'm imagining that's the volunteers yeah. that you're talking about. So yep. the difference between that and what you're trying to do is that it would be bigger and more formal, and what would be some of the differences? Just well, I'm not sure it's differences. Um, we, at this point, we don't have enough people to team with every each of the six chambers because there are only four of us signed up. It, the six became four um, okay. on, on examination. And I said, well, you know, we could go plunk ourselves down in a chair in the chamber offices or we could just work with the chambers to offer services. So, for example... Um, we have three of us currently living in North Kitsap from Paulsbo to Kingston and one of us in Port Orchard. And hmm. they're four guys and they're four very interesting people with super lots of, of experience in business. Um, but I have a goal and my goal is to have 10 members of the team and half of them be women. 
And so I've got a lot of work to do to get five women and one more fella uh, to volunteer their time to be mentors. And so what does that look like? I mean, how much time are they actually giving? And and this is obviously, uh, since there are no offices, I guess, they would be on-prem with the chambers? Is that the model, or how does it work? You know, we've talked to some of the chambers, and the, the fact is some have real estate. They have a little office we could sit in. Others don't. And we say, well, you know, the best meetings we've had with clients on the Seattle side or this side, oh, there I said it, um, were <laughs> in coffee shops or, you know, places away from a formal office. And I said, well, we can do that. Uh, gosh, the library folks uh, throughout the county have been wonderful. They said, come here, have meetings here. It's quiet, sit, enjoy. And yes, you can talk in the library now. Who knew? And uh, so we're just looking for all kinds of places that are convenient for the client and the mentor to get together and get their work done. Well, you brought up a good, a good point there because obviously, yes, I mean, there was that time when you go into the library and if you spoke, I mean, my God, you got the shush of death. So it's really, uh, really a cool thing that, you know, 21st century, the library, I mean, within reason, obviously, you can have a conversation and, and so they're, they become a resource and that just brings that whole community concept, you know, full circle because it's, you know, the coffee shops and the libraries and, and that's where businesses go when they want to talk to each other. So, Tell me a little bit about um, SCORE, you know, for people that may or may not know about it. I mean, some people have a, a small idea about it, but tell us about SCORE sure. and, and the services that it actually provides. Yeah. I, you know, I like I said, I didn't know to ask for help um, when I was in business. And SCORE has been around forever. Why? What does it do? Well, it's kind of um, what? It was nurtured by the Small Business Administration. Um, In fact, a significant portion of its national budget comes through the SBA. And the idea is to help people understand some of the complexities of, you know, doing a business plan or, or solving problems along the way, employment issues, you know, all these sorts of things. So it's been around forever. It used to be called the Service Corps of retired executives. Okay. And essentially what they were doing was going to folks who'd been retired from big corporations and stuff and saying, hey, would you donate four to six hours a week and help entrepreneurs? And that worked for a while. But like everything else in our life, things changed. So Mm -hmm. now you don't have to be retired. In fact, a lot of our folks... um, Uh, simply aren't retired, they do give an average of four hours a week, some a bunch more than that. But whereas for the first, I don't know, let's say 45 years, um, all the meetings were face-to-face, often at a chamber office or a city hall or something like that, someone who would donate uh, meeting space. But now um, it's growing to be online. Um, Emails, chats, Skype, Um, So you might say, well, Lee, I need somebody who can really help me. I'm going into the entertainment business. I need somebody who knows this. Well, there might be three SCORE mentors out of 11,000 who are ideally suited to help you. You go online, you do a search, you find them, and you reach out. And if they're doing email mentoring, they're ready for you. If they're doing Skypes, 
you betcha, they're ready for you. And okay. so it's kind of cool. It's changing. It's it's growing. It's adopting new technologies just to make things work. So, you know, I have a couple of questions that have come through here. And in the course of conversation, you've actually answered some. Someone Uh-oh. wanted to know how much time a volunteer invests. And yeah. so one hour, give or take a week, is that no, but fair. about four hours a week is what they ask. Okay. And like any other volunteer program, understand, understand at the local level, everybody's a volunteer. Um, there's a paid staff back east who helps. They do tremendous work keeping track of everything and and uh, measure, you know, doing metrics and doing all kinds of stuff. But the folks who are actually out mentoring, everybody's a volunteer. The the services we offer are free. Um, they're free whether you meet with us one time or a hundred times. And, you know, we're not here to compete with consultants, but let's face it, there are points of time in everyone's business life that they just can't afford to hire the consultants. So fine, use SCORE, work with SCORE to get over those rough spots, get moving, and down the road you'll hire people. And that's kind of why we're here. We're we're to help you get started, grow what you've got, get past some speed bumps, and um, and get healthy, get to the next level, keep moving. So there are two more questions that came in, and then we'll see. You know, the first one is, you know, someone wants to know if you do workshops or if it's only just one on one. Uh, yeah. And then we could answer that question. And then the second question is, since you brought up the, and it just shot up here, you talked about um, replacing consultants or just being an advisor in, in the general. They wanted to know mm-hmm. what the vetting process is for the volunteer mentors. Okay. So those great are the two questions. questions. Yeah, great questions. Um, the workshops. Uh, workshops are integral. Most, uh, for example, Seattle um, chapter offers four to four to five workshops a week, some of them half a day, some of them all day. Um, we fully intend to do that. Now, on this side, um, my, you know, my goal of, A, starting to serve people with mentoring, and second goal, fill our team to 10, half men, half women, um, I've put kind of an end cap of that at the end of January of next year. I really want to be okay. there by then. And then at that point, we can start offering um, workshops. Now, one fellow who's volunteered to help us teaches at the Foster School of Business, teaches entrepreneurialism and a variety of of relevant classes at the University of Washington. Another one who's a certified mentor uh, for SCORE um, is already teaching at Olympic College. So we're going to see who we can partner with to put together the best possible um, educational programs. And again, not to okay. compete with anybody who's already doing it, just to add um, the experience of actual business owners um, uh, to the mix. And supplement that. And then the other question is, what's your vetting process? I mean, yeah. how do you uh, decide who's good enough to be a volunteer and who's not? And well, it's it's a good question. I remember when I um, put in my or made my first contact. It was probably five months ago, and I got sent this bullet point list. That, you know, there were twenty bullet points, covered a page. Looked like a lot of stuff to do, but they do a pretty good job of vetting us. 
They, um, you know, you do your resume, you do your application, you turn all that in. You do some online training, and the actual program is is very well done. It comes in two and a half to four minute segments, and there are probably thirty of them. But boy, you just walk through those. You take your test, you move forward or you move back and get it again. So it's a very modern kind of uh, of online process, and you. You do co-mentoring with existing people so they can see, mm-hmm. you know, what's your attitude? Do you, do you walk in, ask questions, and hush and listen to the client? Um, or do you have to speak all the time? You know, are you just mm-hmm. about giving advice or are you about asking questions and say, what's the real issue you're trying to solve here? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the people who come through as real mentors, not consultants, the people who come through as having substantial business experience, and it could be in a specialty or specialty or very general, um, and do they sort of add to the overall mix that at the chapter or district level, um, so that you don't have everybody being like me, um, a lifetime marketer. Um, that you have people who understand the admin side or they understand logistics. They understand buying um, wholesale to sell retail. They understand how to hire and manage people. And so we look for a good mix of, of folks. And the process can take three months. That was frustrating to me because I'm kind of an entrepreneurial guy and three months is right, forever. Right. But but it's it's a valuable process, and at the end of the day, when you become a certified member or certified mentor, there's a certain sense of pride that goes with that. Said, boy, I made it through that process. Now let's start meeting with folks, and And, uh, that happened very quickly. And it also shows that you care enough to build the right team. You know, it's not just, right. I mean, no disrespect to other type organizations that just pull together who they have, and those people give from their heart and give from their passion and from right. their experience and give of their time. Uh, that's very valuable. But the, the fact that you are taking the time to pull the right team together, um, and that's one of the questions that I was going to say. Are you reading Chris, Chris's questions as I am? Because you're just rolling right in, and that's great. Um but one of the questions that came in to her was, do you try to round out the skill sets of your volunteers so they have different strengths and disciplines? So, like you said, there's not five marketing people on the team. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, out of 11,000, there's a whole bunch in every poss- possible specialty you can imagine. But at the local level, they really do try to say, look, we need somebody who knows um, home building, for example. Um, and and on the Seattle side, that's been a blank spot for a while. Um, but one over here that I definitely want to have is someone with local small retail experience because that's a very specialized business, and I want somebody who's been there, done that, uh, to be able to work with folks who say, yeah, I want to open a store. And so we really are trying to balance things uh, for the sake of the client who walks in and says, this is what I want to do, or this is what I'm doing, and I'm stuck. And those are the two market spaces we really serve, is uh, people who are thinking about starting and people that are already there. And the ages go from really young to very old. 
And you brought up a really great uh, point before. I didn't want. I wanted to go back to that because it is a very important point, and that is, you know, there are all types of consultants out there. I mean, not saying one's better than the other. It just depends upon what your your use is of that that mm-hmm. consultant. But, you know, the value in you know, going into a place and just telling everybody else what to do. I mean, and there are some people that want that. I mean, I don't know why. Right. I don't have any clients that want that. But, you know, I I personally, like you, I gravitate towards the consultant or the advisor or whatever you want to call them that is able to extract the right questions from you so that ultimately you're able to sustain your own process of strategic thinking and strategic execution. It's to get you in the frame of mind where you're able to ask your own questions and then ultimately answer them within your organization instead of always having to go out and get a hit, you know, from a consultant that tells you what to do next time. So exactly. It's it's very important, you know, when you're when people are vulnerable and you've already said earlier that it is so difficult for people to a know that they need to go out and get help and b to know how to frame the right questions and and feel be willing to feel vulnerable in front of somebody. So you really don't want uh, someone that's to dip their toe in the water and then get blasted with a fire hose. You know, you really do want well, that's kind of absolutely true. And the the true thing about entrepreneurs is that we tend to have a lot of self confidence. And then if mm-hmm. something goes wrong, we it's hard to admit it. And there's some generational changes, very positive ones, I think, um, about that meaning my younger clients seem far more willing to say, well, I don't know about that. I know about all these other things, and and I think I'm ready to move forward here, but I'm not sure about this. And if I can't help them, then I go find another mentor who can, and we work with them together um, and till they get their problems solved, and then we can move on to whatever next looks like. Right. And that's a cool part of, of the program. It's it's interesting because you it, it, it's it's generational too. But then there's also, like you said, there's that pride uh, where you really never get to know how someone's doing. I mean, you go and meet someone, and say, for instance, they're putting on some kind of a a conference or a small roundtable, and then mm-hmm. you don't hear anything. You hear all the lead up to it and the advertising, and then all of a sudden, you know, they have the event, and then you run into them somewhere, and you say, "Well, how'd you do?" And, yeah. you know, I'm the kind of person that would say, well, you know, I got 30 people, I wanted 70, uh, at least everyone in the room wanted to be there, and this is what I learned for the next time. I mean, that, that's a straightforward right. conversation. But instead, you what you get from some people is, it was great. You know, it was great, lessons learned, yeah. and then they kind of gloss over it. So it's very hard to get, my point is, it's very hard to get some honesty um, from certain people. So you can't help people that are not willing to um, admit when they've made a mistake. Yeah, and as a mentor, you have to you have to learn how to create the kind of trusting relationship that leads to those kinds of questions. Exactly. And you have to make it really clear that um you're on their side and that you really want them to succeed. I mean, for me, and I've been involved in mentoring and coaching and stuff for a lot of years, almost the best day is the day they decide they don't need it anymore. Not that they don't like, you know, if they don't like me, well, that that makes me feel bad. But if they say, I've I've learned so much, I'm at the next level, I'm moving forward, thank you very much, I'm going to go do it now. I mean, right. that's like, that's a party day. That just makes me smile all over. 
So you guys uh, do business planning and marketing and so forth and different types of services. Now, with respect to your efforts right now to build this up, how are you outreaching to fill the slots for the um, volunteers and to attract the clients, or is that something where uh, the attracting of the clients is still kind of a little bit down the road until you finish you know, pulling out? But, but the question that we got was how are you outreaching to fill the slots? Yeah. Um, well, one of the things I'm doing is going to every chamber uh, meeting that will have me and um, going to rotary meetings and more than happy to have people suggest other um, places that I can go. Uh, we've teamed with you know, West Sound Technology Association. Looking forward to doing a, a presentation or some article, blog posts or, or two um, to their membership. But the idea is to work with the people who are already here and let them know that services are available now. And then, of course, if I'm at a rotary meeting or a chamber meeting, I say, look, who do you know who would be willing to volunteer some time? I don't ask them directly. I kind of sneak around the back door and say, hey, who do you know who would like to do this? And um, just, what, uh, last week I was at Kingston um, Chamber and one of the women there came up afterwards and said, I would like to talk to you about volunteering. And so she and I are meeting tomorrow, and we'll see if she wants to go down this path of vetting and becoming a certified mentor. And if so, that's fantastic. So just you know, going out and, and, and reaching out, telling people what we're doing and asking them to either say, I want to be a client or I want to be a volunteer mentor. Okay, and we got less than a minute left here, which is surprising to me. Uh, but what website or Facebook page do you want to put out there for people to follow up with you? Well, you know, we're the Kitsap branch. So online, we're kitsapscore.org. Okay. And the site does a pretty good job of telling uh, folks what we're doing. There are a lot of cool free resources there. There are links to webinars that have been given at the national level that are available now for play at any time and um, just other good free things. But if someone's looking to either volunteer or to become perhaps a client, um, there are you know forms to be filled out, and, and uh, they're really short and easy to fill out. And uh, we hope people will do that, check us out, and say, yeah, I want to do this. Well, it looks like I'm being forced out the door. It's that Chris is brutal. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Gee. Well, thanks for tuning in this afternoon. Uh, you can find this broadcast as a podcast at the site you're using right now or on Facebook at backslash STR8 Talk Radio. That's Sammy Tommy Roger 8 Talk Radio. Be sure to like us there. Follow us here. This is your host, Tonya Keating, signing off at 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time on Thursday, October 16th. Absolute pleasure to have Ken Stephanie here from Kids Have Score. And we'll see you next time.